Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello and welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And welcome to our very first episode. So are we calling this the pilot? Uh, I guess we could technically, but uh, it seems kind of bland if you ask me. Uh, we'll we'll figure out the title for this episode uh, when I get to the part where we're, where I'm editing it, editing it. So, um, again, uh, thank you all for joining us uh, for our very first episode here on the Weekly Real Podcast. Uh, thank you to all of those that did listen to our prologue episode, our intro. We call it Episode Zero. Um, and so um, wanted to start this episode with uh, why we started the podcast, because it's actually something that we did not mention on the prologue episode. I remember uh, maybe about three years ago, uh, right around this time of year, actually. So three years in the summer, I was thinking about uh, I, I had re just relaunched uh, a blog and one of the things that I wanted to do was actually start a podcast. And so I know that a couple a couple years before that, probably in the mid-2010s, I was thinking about a podcast, but really, really thinking about it three years ago. And so the idea of me wanting to start a podcast with Jeremy just actually came about just over time. It was, it was because, you know, we have similar taste in movies and so we would watch major releases on the first weekend and we would see each other every what Saturday and we would yeah, every Saturday. Yeah. And, and and we would just have these fun and insightful conversations about the movies. We, we would have fun with it, but we would go into pretty good detail about it. We would dissect uh, these movies. Isn't that right, Jeremy? Yeah. Like basically every major movie release and especially the good movies and oh yeah especially the bad movies we would definitely analyze them and dissect them and like if for example if you were just take a christopher nolan movie we would basically dissect every scene in that and especially movies that we love and uh we want to kind of translate that into a podcast because i know that we've made we've made youtube videos together we've made uh even short films together and for us to kind of dive into the podcast realm seemed uh like a good fit yeah no uh at the time when i mentioned the idea of it earlier this year um i know that jeremy was pretty busy i was pretty busy it was really just an idea and really the the wheels actually just actually started turning as soon as the pandemic hit, right, Jeremy? Yeah, and right now we're technically we're what like zooming, squadcasting this, so we're not actually in the same room. If you guys still don't know, we're still um, distancing from ourselves, but you know we've been uh, able to communicate with each other through the wonderful technology that we have. Yeah, so um, I just remembered. That right around the time the uh, the whole shelter in place started, I just get a random 
text message from Jeremy pretty late in the evening. And he just randomly says, hey, do you still want to start a podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah. And uh, I remember, too, during that time for about a month, I wasn't really even thinking about the podcast. I was just that busy. And so when Jeremy had uh, brought up the idea, I was like, we definitely need to meet on this and see if this would actually be something that we could do. And uh, fast forward, what, four or five months, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done a ton of research. We've had <laughs> many, many, many hours on Zoom or Squadcast um, just trying to plan this this day out. And lo and behold, we have arrived. We are here now. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, one last thing I did want to mention uh, from the the prologue is that uh, both me and Jeremy are cousins. And so for those of you who are uh, asking me, um, yeah, Jeremy is my cousin and uh, we've just grown uh, we've just grown close uh, in recent years, even though there is a pretty big age gap. So um, it's just fun to talk movies with Jeremy. Yeah, just and like even though we have a fairly significant age gap we i think like our, our taste in movies are pretty similar but they're different enough that we can give different perspectives on certain genre movies especially yes exactly and so speaking of movies uh jeremy let's introduce the audience to our podcast meeting ritual that we usually start our uh, podcast meetings uh every week and so what we normally do is that we talk about movies or TV shows that we've watched. And since this is a movie podcast, uh, Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and share a movie that you've recently watched uh, within the last uh, seven days? Yeah, one movie that I actually was able to catch on HBO Max is a movie called Bigger. Uh, it's about it's like about bodybuilding and the history of the guys who created Mr. Olympia. And th these guys are named uh, Joe and Ben Weeder. They also like basically found Arnold and made Arnold into the bodybuilder as we we knew him from history. So yeah, and Arnold the there was an actor that played young Arnold that was a bit interesting. He's like, yeah, we can uh, loot this stuff. I'm like, uh, it's not the best Arnold impression. But I I had a I had a good time uh with uh with that movie. How about you, Ken? Well, interesting. I, uh, I'm actually going to mention a movie that I also watched on HBO Max. Uh, it just so happens uh, that's a pretty funny coincidence. Anyway, the movie that I did watch, it was actually a rewatch. Um, I recently watched um, over the weekend Bridesmaids. And so uh, Bridesmaids is a movie. It's a comedy, um, but mostly female. Uh, it's starring Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, and Rose Byrne. And I compare it to a female version of the hangover series it's especially the first hangover the the only good one and so um bridesmaids is just so hilarious there's uh, uh just funny gags and um i don't know the hot lava gag is just hilarious to me um i'll forever be laughing at the scene when they are picking the uh, the dress the bridesmaid dresses and it's it's hilarious. Uh, Jeremy, have you seen uh, bridesmaids before? I have not seen bridesmaid bridesmaids, but I have seen The Hangover. <laughs> so. Really, you haven't seen bridesmaids? Interesting. Maybe we need to do a future episode on that eventually. 
Hmm. Maybe. I Maybe I haven't are... seen as many comedies as you have. Pretty. It's like I have dark tastes. I feel like. But <laughs> that anyway. Hey, that's why we're. Uh, that's why we're starting this podcast so that we can kind of uh, expand our horizons, right, Jeremy? Exactly. And speaking of funny comedies, I actually wanted to segue perfectly into the movie that we are going to be talking about uh, this week. Uh, we alluded to it uh, last week when we introed uh, the first episode, and we are going to talk about Dumb and Dumber today. And so for those of you who have not watched Dumb and Dumber or need a refresher on Dumb and Dumber uh, the movie uh, it came out in 1994. It is a comedy where a not-so-bright limo driver, played by Jim Carrey, drops off a woman, played by Lauren Hawley, at the airport when she leaves her briefcase behind. And that's when this lovable loser and his pathetic loser friend, played by Jeff Daniels, drive to Aspen to get that briefcase back to her. And so... Uh, in this episode of the Weekly Reel Podcast, this is going to be a spoiler-heavy episode. And so if you have not seen uh, Dumb and Dumber yet, or if you want to go ahead and re-watch it and get a refresher on it, go ahead and hit pause on your favorite podcast app, whether that's on Apple or Spotify. Go ahead and stream it on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. I feel like we should get a sponsorship from HBO Max. I know, Max. seriously, we keep mentioning them. Sponsor <laughs> yeah. us HBO Max. I know that's where I watch Bridesmaids too, and so um, watch it on HBO Max if you have it, or you could go ahead and uh, I guess rent it on Redbox. Do people still do that sort of thing? Yeah, I guess so. Go to Blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get your VHS. Exactly, or um, or stream it illegally. No, I'm just kidding. We do not advocate um, free streaming. So, uh, but yeah, definitely hit pause. Go ahead and watch it and then come back to this episode and listen to it in its entirety. And so, uh, Jeremy, um, do you remember uh, what, you know, do you remember the first time that you watched Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, I mean, I was born after this movie came out. The movie came out in 94. I was born in 96. So this was kind of my introduction almost to Jim Carrey. Like I had this movie, Dumb and Dumber. And Batman Forever, which is, I think, is a very entertaining movie. I'll fight anyone on that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, it, it was, it was, it had its moments. And and you can see like the progression of of Jim Carrey's villainy in uh, by the end of uh, Dumb and Dumber. But we'll get into that for sure. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to see it until uh, I didn't get a chance to see Dumb and Dumber until probably I saw it on cable TV, which makes me question like how much of the movie I saw was censored. Because I know for sure that in the scene where Mental kills Petey, that in the one version I watched, he basically snaps Petey's neck and you can hear it. But on the HBO one, I don't remember um, hearing that. So that, that, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of differences. Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like there are certain things that are missing. I wonder if there's like a an extended version of Dumb and Dumber. I, yeah, I need to go look at it. Director's that. cut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with an alternate ending. Alternate ending. It's all three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about you, Ken? What was your first experience? 
Well, uh, you alluded to it earlier, Blockbuster Video. Uh, I remember, I think it was during the summer, I was staying over at our other cousin's house, and we were, uh, I was there for a sleepover, and we ended up watching it on VHS. And uh, during that time, I was on a big Jim Carrey high uh, back in the mid-90s, and I may be dating myself. This was uh, basically the third Jim Carrey movie. I was looking forward to it because I was a big fan of the first Ace Ventura Pet Detective uh, and The Mask, even though that may be controversial in me liking The Mask. But really? I actually yeah. think The Mask is fun. Oh, okay. Fun uh, okay. Well, I guess we're <laughs> the same in that regard. Plus, I had a massive crush on a very young Cameron Diaz as well. So that definitely helped. Uh, but yeah, I was really looking forward to this movie just from seeing the trailers, the commercials, um, and uh, yeah, just being a huge Jim Carrey fan already um, back in my uh, teenage years. So uh, that's when I ended up watching it for the very first time. And so um, we both recently rewatched it just so that we could get a refresher and so that we could talk about it during our during this first episode. And so Jeremy. Uh, is there something that you caught for the very first time upon this latest rewatch of Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, there's there's so many quotes, so many jokes in Dumb and Dumber that it's almost hard to catch all of them, like even in two or three viewings. But just this latest rewatch, I just noticed some random ones like when Lloyd comes home from getting fired from uh the limo place it's like fell off the jet fell off the jetway again it's like again <laughs> it's like how many times has he, has he done this <laughs> that is such a uh, that was the, such a low-key line he just literally drops it in there i remember that and man yeah and they, they have the little ant farm in their living room no yeah, it's just... worm the worms the worms oh yeah oh yeah worms worms farm oh good it's like i have worm oh we're it's like worms. I got worms. I got worms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she and Mary's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely uh one thing I caught this time. How about you? Uh well, you know it's funny. Um, I actually try to watch it uh one last time before we record it. We're recording this episode, and I normally start work at eight, so I ended up waking up really early this morning just so that I can kind of get a refresher and really I was just listening to it for you know preparation for this just for mainly quotes so I wasn't really watching it I just had it on in the background I was just taking notes for the podcast and it's funny I probably caught maybe about 15 to 20 percent of the movie and actually watched a little bit of it and out of that little bit I ended up catching something new and it's so crazy so it's in the scene it's in the scene where uh, Harry and Mary are going on their quote unquote date. They're actually hanging out. They're going skiing and they're hanging out in the snow. And Lloyd thinks he's meeting Mary, uh, meeting Mary at the lobby bar. And so during this whole time, there's a song called new age girl playing. And within that, within that uh, song, there is a lyric that goes, Mary moon, Mary moon, Mary moon, Mary moon. I'm not going to sing it because I'm a horrible yeah, singer, but but I just thought it was funny um, as I was uh, watching it. Well, 
Mary, that's the name of the female lead of the movie, Lauren Hawley. It's funny that they mentioned that, but as soon as Lloyd walks into the lobby bar, over his right shoulder is a newspaper clipping of basically saying that uh, a man has walked on the moon. And so I just thought it was funny that I just noticed that lyric, Mary Moon, just coincides with Mary hanging out with Harry and Lloyd thinking she's he's going to hang out with uh, with Mary and then that newspaper could be I just thought it was pretty pretty cool so mm-hmm. so one of the things that we want to do for each episode is to come up with a topic uh, for the first half of the uh, of of each episode where we can debate um, debate something related to the movie that we're talking about and so for Dumb and Dumber we were thinking. It'd be fun to debate who was dumber. And so, Jeremy, who was dumber, Harry or Lloyd? So Harry, Jeff Daniels, or Lloyd, Jim Carrey? In my opinion, Lloyd has to be the one who's dumber. For sure. For sure. Dude. Dude, Jim Carrey and the way he played Lloyd and just the stuff that Lloyd does is extremely more dumb, I think, than, than Harry. I mean, yeah, Harry. Harry has a dog van, but Lloyd. I don't even hold that against them. (laughs) (laughs) Shaggin wagon, (laughs) the shaggin wagon. Yeah. No, but uh, I think you're wrong. But go ahead. Uh, Why is Lloyd dumber, dude? Like Lloyd, he doesn't even remember Mary's last name. I mean, this is supposed to be like the girl of his dreams, and she told it to him while he while she was in the limo. So it's like, why would you, why would you forget the girl of your dreams name? <laughs> True. <laughs> that, that's one of the reasons why. Okay. You got it. Uh, Lloyd, I feel like is more socially awkward than Harry is like Harry at the, the owl preservation gala dinner thing. He was, he was able to carry a conversation fairly well <laughs> with, with mary <laughs> that could be debatable i mean yeah it was a little bit more natural i think uh i, I will give you this mary was definitely more tolerable to harry exactly. oh she was a champ in this episode or in, in this uh in this movie yeah and like when lloyd just met mary and he was dropping her off at the at the airport he goes in for a hug. So just that that social <laughs> that, that social awareness isn't there. He's like, give me a hug. It's like, uh, dude. <laughs> and uh, Lloyd, Lloyd just thought they landed on the moon. And that happened, what, like 30 years before? <laughs> before all this happened, so. All right, I'll give you that one. <laughs> that one's pretty dumb. <laughs> and And he did, like, Harry, Harry knows how to read. Right. That's easy. That's easy one to pick out. Harry does not read. And while Lloyd Lloyd, read. Oh, Lloyd does not read. Harry does. And Lloyd doesn't even know how to read the word the. So that's pretty dumb. Huh? And he doesn't know the difference between Austria and Australia. That's true. That is true. That is true. Well, that's all I got. I mean, that's all I need to say, I think. All right. Well, I think Harry, by default, is dumber, and here's why. And I'll just point out why Lloyd's actually just smarter. 
Lloyd is smarter because he's actually got he's got some street smarts. And so here, let me uh, let me go into detail. So uh, case in point, uh, that part in the diner where they went ahead and tricked Seabass into picking up the bill. That's genius. The fact that he was like, well, you know, if that guy over there, but um, uh, Seabass wants to pick up our tab. Well, if that guy isn't Seabass and Seabass is pointing at himself mm-hmm. and they ended up throwing a couple extra things that they picked up at the counter um, for free because they got Seabass to go ahead and uh, basically pick up their tab and they didn't have to spend any of their travel fund. So that's my first point. My second point is that uh, do you remember that one part where, yes, Harry got distracted, he took a wrong turn, ended up driving in the in uh, what, a sixth of the way back in the wrong direction. Oh, you mean, you mean Lloyd? Lloyd, uh, Lloyd did? did. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, when Lloyd ends up driving back uh, in, in the wrong direction, I mean, he gets lucky because, remember, there were cops waiting for him. So that was like a good mistake to happen. But it, it can happen, you know. But when he, um, when Harry gets mad at Lloyd and he tries to make it up to him, he trades the shagging wagon for a scooter that gets 70 miles to the gallon on this. So, and I Don't you mean seven? <laughs> No, it was 70 miles. Really? To the gallon? I thought it was seven miles. <laughs> I want to say it was 70. Oh, God. Oh, we got to look that, that up again. <laughs> Hold on. Let's look it up. Look it up. Yeah, no, it's 70. Oh. It, it's darn. 70. Okay. All right. I'll give <laughs> so you that one. <laughs> I, I truly believe that if they didn't sell the shagging wagon, they would have just been stranded. They wouldn't have the, uh, they wouldn't have enough, they wouldn't have enough money to get to um to aspen without trading that even though that's not an even trade obviously but they were able to get to aspen because they traded the van straight up for that hog true the last and the last thing he's pretty devious he's smart he was able to basically spike harry's tea with uh with that x-lax and basically ruined his date because he ended up just taking a crap in mary's broken toilet and so i mean that was just a, a coincidence but still he was devious enough to think of a plan to to ruin Harry's. So I don't know. I, I feel like he's just got more street smarts. And by default, because they're both dumb, that just makes Harry smarter than Lloyd. Smarter in quotations, of course. And plus, I mean, Harry licked Frost from the ski lift. Come on. How dumb can you be? Uh, well, I, my last rebuttal is at, at the very end when there's a whole busload of bikini girls uh lloyd you know lloyd is dumber because he did have a second chance and he still didn't take it no that that was equally dumb <laughs> <laughs> that was equally dumb yeah because yeah, i mean because even harry wait well it's because like harry was obviously the first one like hey you're in luck there's a yeah. town heading that way and obviously lloyd had a second chance but i mean that just makes them both dumb and he had yeah. a little bit longer to think about it, but you know, I think I think Lloyd was dumb, so dumber. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it gave some funny quotes. It's like the "You're in luck." I still use that on a on a daily basis, and or do you realize what you've done? Oh man, this movie's so quotable. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. And so, 
Um, who do you think won the debate? Uh, please go ahead and leave a comment and actually leave a rating as well on Apple Podcasts. Uh, also, you can send us an email of who you thought won the debate on our uh, on our email, and it is weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. So that's weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. So leave that rating, leave that comment on op- Apple Podcasts as well. And so um, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Okay, we are back. And so I uh, wanted to take the time to introduce you all to the next section of uh, this podcast episode, and uh, it is the awards section. And so the reason why we have this section is because I've always been a fan of the MTV Movie Awards. Again, I'm probably dating myself uh, with this, especially in its heyday in the mid-90s. And so um, I'm I've always been a fan of the MTV Movie Awards because it's always been the most casual of the uh, the the award shows, and so they would have just uh, super crazy, just crazy categories like uh, best action sequence, uh, best uh, kiss, best uh, comedic performance, best uh, or uh, hottest female, hottest male, or it was like weird. Yeah, this wasn't uh, the Academy of War Academy Awards. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's one of those award shows that you could just wear a pair of jeans and, and a t-shirt. And that's kind of the vibe that we're kind of going with with uh this podcast. We just want to have fun with it. And so um I've always been a fan of the MTV movie awards. I just wanted to kind of borrow from uh some inspiration from them. And it and it works out perfectly too, because when Dumb and Dumber came out. In 94, the following MTV Movie Awards in 1995, uh, Dumb and Dumber actually won two MTV Movie Awards. And so uh, Jim Carrey won for Best Comedic Performance. And then Lauren Holly and Jim Carrey won for Best Kiss for that. Uh, very <laughs> interesting, intense. Very intense kiss during that whole, uh, that whole dream sequence. And so um, I just thought it was pretty funny. And plus... Uh, there's an additional connection between MTV and Dumb and Dumber. Well, there is a character named Shay. Um, she plays, uh, I guess, a, a bit character, but she's like more of a villain. Her name is Shay, and she used to be a an MTV VJ back in in the day. And I actually was a pretty big fan of her when I was still a teenager, and so had a little bit of a crush on Duff. That was her name. So Karen Duffy. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a henchman and, you know, you got to have a thing for hench women, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, just wanted to set that up and just so that I can go ahead and um, segue into our award section and we're going to go ahead and give out our first award. And so uh, the first award that we will be giving out is the what has aged well award. And so Jeremy, do you want to give us your winner? Yeah. Like there's so much as age. Well, you'd like this movie is all the quotes are still funny. You can jump in at any point in the movie and, it doesn't really matter what point of the movie you jump in. It's going to be funny. It's Jim Carrey basically at his prime. 
uh, at his most famous, I feel like. I think the jokes are clever in the way like they set up the jokes and how they just set that up and then deliver the punchline. It's pretty crazy. To me, it's like a live action SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely agree with you on that. It was Jim Carrey in his prime. Plus, it was the Fairly Brothers' uh, first major release as well, if I think I'm right on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, actually, that was actually the reason that I was about to give. Uh, but uh, because, you know, we want to kind of diversify our answers, I'll go ahead and go with the uh, the soundtrack of the movie. I remember uh, just this latest rewatch, just kind of humming along and actually singing some of the lyrics because, I mean, I memorized so much of the movie, including the including the lyrics to the songs. It, it just... I, I would I could hear a song and I could remember what part of it, like the mm song, the Crash Test Dummies. It's when they have that falling out and and uh, <laughs> Harry's walking away uh, from Lloyd because he's mad at Lloyd for driving in the wrong direction. <laughs> and so you hear that song, you automatically think about that scene. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude, it was overly dramatic to the point it was funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a, actually mean, a lot of this movie. Yes, and I I truly believe that their the the quote unquote dramatic scenes like right before they um, decide to go to uh, to go to Aspen, like right when right before what was it? It was right when Lloyd was talking about how I'm tired of being a nobody. Yeah, and it's I, so. I, I, <laughs> it was so poignant, and I was like, oh man. And you know what? I think that scene may have gotten him the part for Truman Show because that movie came out maybe like a few years after that. Probably Ooh, in what? Truman Show. Yeah, Truman Show is good, man. Yeah, you need to watch that again. You should. I mean, you know what? We maybe have to do an, uh, another Jim Carrey movie uh, down the line. Down the line. I, I know one person. It. I know one friend that hasn't seen it that we could bring onto the show possibly. Oh, hint, 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 hint. but yeah i mean um i you know it just those scenes just show off jim carrey's um versatility as an actor and i mean obviously he's so known for his just slapstick comedy his facial expressions um and his comedic timing but he, he can play a dramatic role pretty well and so um i wanted to go ahead and uh transition to into our Next award, I mean, we the first award that we gave was what has aged well. Uh, let's go with what has not aged well. Um, so what has not aged well for you? Give us your winner, Jeremy. Well, obviously, this was in 1994. They probably filmed it in 1993. So technology wasn't what it was back then. You know, they had to use maps instead of GPS and their iPhones. And I'm sure, you know, that doesn't really hold up. But I'm sure if Lloyd and Harry had an iPhone, they would probably find some way to mess that up. And oh, oh also, yeah. they Definitely. also had to f- use a phone book. Oh, have you ever used a phone book before? <laughs> I remember picking one. <laughs> I remember going to, um, you know, the freaking phone booth. And picking one up, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of numbers in here. I don't think I ever actively used one. But I remember, like, they were still around when I was growing up. But obviously, they're pretty much non-existent now. 
but yeah, the phone, the phone book was the, uh, the cheap way to find out what the number was. Cause I think the, like if you, if you had extra money, the, the way to do it would be to call four one one. But I think that actually charged you per use. And that's why yeah, the phone book. Uh, and so that was the, the free version of trying to look up someone's number. Really? How much would it be? Do you remember? Uh, probably like 25 cents or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. remember. What? That was a long That's time like ago. five minutes on the phone booth. 25 cents? <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah. <laughs> um, well, my winner for what has not aged well is the scene where uh, Lloyd ends up selling a dead parakeet to a blind kid uh, to, I guess... <laughs> supplement their travel fund what was it 25 dollars. <laughs> 25 dollars. was it 25 just for pd or was it 25 for everything no it's for everything for um, ev- so oh it, that's messed up <laughs> it was a sack of marbles uh some baseball cards uh which is so wrong to sell to a <laughs> to a blind kid uh because obviously how is he gonna know what who who's on that baseball card and then uh, a dead parakeet and so uh this probably does not age well in this day and age where we're living in cancel culture. First of all, killing a parakeet um, is definitely something that would probably get flagged by PETA. And then the fact that you're selling it to a blind kid, that's just wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, taping um, the head back. Yeah, you just basically taped kid. it back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh just the as an added bonus the the thing that didn't age well at all well later on in the movie that story got featured on a canceled show well now canceled it but it was a prominent show back in the 80s and 90s it was called a current affair and so i just thought it was pretty funny just to be able to hear their quote-unquote uh it wasn't really a theme song it was more of like a like a sound effect it goes wow <laughs> <laughs> i probably did a horrible version of that but when you watch the movie later on when mary's watching the tv and and she's asking she's basically saying who are these animals yeah <laughs> and it turns out to be lloyd and harry <laughs> yeah, exactly goodness all right so let's go uh go on to basically the main event of our our award show um the last two awards that we do want to give out uh, the next to last award is for favorite quote. And this is why we are here actually. So, um, you know what? Let's go back and forth on this. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and give me, uh, one of your nominees for favorite quote? Sure, man. Like, I think I have to set this one up just a little bit. It's like when they first arrive in Aspen and this couple's walking by and then Harry's just like, look at the buns on that one. <laughs> and then Lloyd is, yeah, he must work out. <laughs> and you would so think good. it's like freaking Harry, man. Like, oh yeah, because like the the woman that was walking, she had some leggings on too, right? I think so. Yeah, because you know it's cold in Aspen. Yeah, but you know Lloyd was checking out the the guy dressed kind of like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah he has a nice set of buns <laughs> yeah <laughs> he probably did uh, well okay I, yeah sorry um <clears throat> well i wanted to definitely mention the line that hooked me from the get-go the very first line of the movie 
and it's basically when Lloyd pretends to be in the back of a uh, of the limo that he's driving, and he rolls down the window and he's saying, "That's a lovely accent you have there, New Jersey." And then the woman that he's talking to says, "Austria," and then he goes, "Well then, good day, mate." Let's put another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> She's all like, uh, let's not. <laughs> I just thought that that was hilarious. Uh, Jeremy, you want to give another line? Yeah. Well, you know, when they're in the beginning, when they're just trying to figure out if they're going to go to Aspen or not. And Harry really doesn't seem like he wants to go because he's like, I don't know, Lloyd. The French are assholes. <laughs> and clearly Aspen is not in France. <laughs> <laughs> Or California, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. mm, California. Beautiful. <laughs> it's like a bonus line. No. Um, another one that I liked uh, uh, early on again is when uh, Lloyd ends up scooping up the briefcase and he's trying to get it over to Mary and he's trying to get through the gate. And well, that really didn't age well as well. I mean, there's no way he gets through the gate. But anyway, he walks through the gate just right by the uh, the, the airport worker. And then he's trying to stop him. And then he literally just falls off the, the jetway. Uh, but before he does that, he goes, oh, you can't go in there. Don't worry. I'm a limo driver. <laughs> <laughs> like that gives him any credit or any cred. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you got another one? Yeah, well, this one I got, got to set up just a little bit, but it's when um, Lloyd and Mary are together at the hotel, and Lloyd is like practicing his lines to finally confess to Mary. He's like, I feel like a schoolboy again, a schoolboy who desperately wants to make sweet, sweet love to you. But of course, in Lloyd fashion, because in Lloyd fashion, yeah. He messes that up and he says, I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> and he says that to Mary and Mary's like appalled. Yeah, you could tell she was scared and wanted yeah. to get out of there. <laughs> Luckily, he, uh, he retracted that really fast. I mean, it didn't really help his cause, but definitely, um, definitely retracted that. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go with this one. Uh, how about this? It's when uh, when Lloyd wants to get a uh, like a dirty newspaper. It was a newspaper or a magazine. I forget. But it's one of those where you have to pay a quarter. But he has a wallet and he only has a dollar. And so uh, a sweet old lady ends up driving in a, in a scooter and he stops uh, the sweet old lady. And, you know, he's asking her, it's like, hey, do you mind watching our stuff while I break a dollar? And she was like, OK. And, and then he goes into this uh, this little rant. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Just the way he delivered that line is pretty funny, man. Like, in a way, it's funny because it's almost kind of true. But... Um... <laughs> But the whole dying part, I'm like, dang, Lloyd, what is messed up? Well, I thought it was hilarious, too, because remember right after that, like literally the, the sweet old lady on the motorized, motorized car just like jacks him for all of his stuff. <laughs> so he yeah. gets robbed by that sweet old lady. Yeah, he definitely got what he deserved right there. He's <laughs> like, I just got uh, robbed by a sweet old lady. 
<laughs> oh, so good. Was there any uh, other uh, quotes that you liked? Maybe, yeah, maybe well, two more each. Sure. Um, when the police officer like pulls them over, he's like, pull over. And then Harry's like, no, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> so good. I didn't catch that actually the first time watching it. Oh, yeah, same same here. Only because like back in the day, I didn't really knew what a uh, pull like pull over a cardigan really was. I was it's not into fashion, I guess. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Well, for my next nominee, uh, I'm going to have to set this one up again. It's actually right after um, actually one of Jeremy's favorite quotes is after he says that he wants he desperately wants to make love to a schoolboy. Uh, later on, when he's trying to kind of redeem himself, he goes and he's trying to shoot a shot with Mary. He goes, what do you think are the chances of a guy like you and a girl like me ending up together? And then she eventually says, not good. And then he goes, you mean like one out of a hundred? And she's like, I'd say more like one out of a million. And Harry's, I mean, and Lloyd is just like, uh, just thinking about it. And he's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, he's not wrong. There's a chance. Very small chance. But yeah, I just, I die every time I hear that one. Uh, was Wait. there uh, one more that you want to uh, to list? Uh, I think, I, I think that, I think you got all of them. Should I like pick my favorite? Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think my favorite, I think you mentioned it. It's the senior citizen one is definitely my favorite. I think it's a little bit inappropriate, but just the way Jim Carrey tells it super funny. Yeah. It's like the, don't you go dying on me. It yeah. is just classic. <laughs> it's so genuine too. Just the way he says, it, I think it's like a, he really meant it. <laughs> exactly exactly and so my winner has to be the last one that i did mention it's the so you're telling me there's a chance it's just it it's it's so cool i use that so much in like my daily dialogue especially when they're talking about like odds or anything like that whether it's gambling or <laughs> or anything related to or watching endgame <laughs> yeah. or uh infinity war to be more specific yes Dr. infinity Strange. war yeah, so Doctor Strange, when he's talking about uh, what fourteen million six hundred and five something like that. that, yeah, right. I remember watching it with with you, Ken, and I was <laughs> when Doctor Strange mentioned that. I'm like, so you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> See, I told you. Oh, it was it was so perfect, and, and you could totally use it for everything. And then plus, uh, what makes that quote so good is that later on they basically just go to the well one more time. And so um, I don't want to step on a future award. Actually, you know what? Let's go to that award now, uh, the underrated award. So when we came up with the idea for the underrated award, we were thinking maybe underrated scene, underrated character. But in a movie like this, we were thinking, oh, we got to do underrated quote. So what is your winner for the underrated quote? award well the quote i chose comes up basically at the end of the movie when they finally rescue uh mary's husband bobby and that's when lloyd just realizes like what she has a husband it's like husband wait a minute 
What was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> it's like he genuinely believed he had a chance. No, just the way he says husband. Uh, yeah. He was like, husband. <laughs> he was literally appalled. Like, I was like, because obviously he thought that Mary was saying that he's one out of a million, like the, like that old, old, old song. Not a, uh, you got a one in a million chance. Obviously he's not so bright. I mean, he is dumb. He's just not dumber than Harry, uh, than Harry. No, he's just dumb. <laughs> he's just dumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but that's definitely one of my favorite as well. Um, my winner for the underrated quote award is, um, you know what? And I got to set this up. So when Lloyd drives backwards about a sixth of the country um, the other way, and obviously gets lucky, but Harry's so mad at Lloyd uh, for driving in the wrong direction because, you know, they, they're on a very limited budget. And so Lloyd is trying to apologize to Harry. And he's basically saying this, and I'll try to set this up. He goes, I'm only human, Harry. Come on, stop being a baby. So we backtrack to Tad. And then this is the quote where Harry just <laughs> basically is so bad. He's like, a Tad, a Tad Lloyd. You drove almost a sixth of the way across the country in the wrong direction. Now we don't have enough money to get to Aspen. We don't have enough money to get home. We don't have enough money to eat. We don't have enough money to sleep. <laughs> and I just thought that that quote is, I mean, if you just hear that he's so mad. You think it's like dramatic, but I mean, really? We don't have enough money to sleep? <laughs> I just thought it was just like one of those under the radar quotes that if you didn't really think about it, you wouldn't catch. And so that's my winner for underrated quote. That's definitely a good one too. For yeah. sure, man. And he's just sitting there with his butt crack showing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, one quick one that I really wanted to throw it was uh, one that I had on the note. It was basically during that, uh, the drinking of the pee scene uh, by the, the highway patrolman. And as, He's drinking the pee and he's he's doing whatever he's doing with his mouth. <laughs> Most of the time, people are just dying laughing. And it took me maybe the like 10 rewatches to be able to notice this one under the radar line. And it was when I think it was Harry that says it. He goes, tic tac, sir. I totally did not get that the like the first several times because I was always dying at that part. Yeah. Do, dude. do you remember that part? I remember, like, they had so much piss on the floor <laughs> in so many bottles. It just kept going. There was, like, I want to say at least six. Yeah. At least it was, six. like, it was around, around six or seven for sure. Oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, let's move on to the final award of the episode, the favorite scene award. And so, uh, Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and give your three nominees, uh, and then I'll give my nominees, and then we'll go ahead uh, with uh, our winner after the fact. So go ahead with your three nominees. All right. My first nominee, I would probably have to say it's the snow date with Mary and Harry. Like All the stuff that goes down in that, in that scene where he freaking licks the frost, throws <laughs> a snowball in her face, and tackles her to the ground. They build a snowman together, not the not the frozen, not the frozen kind with Anna and Elsa. That's for sure. Very inappropriate way to use a carrot. 
and uh, some stones there, Harry. <laughs> but <laughs> and stones so are that, right. <laughs> exactly stones. Uh, so yeah, and my second nominee would probably be the mockingbird scene where they they pick up mental and mental's just like, can we turn on the radio with something? And then it's like radio who needs a radio ready harry and then you know they start singing their rendition of mockingbird and you know so they cool. just have fun with it and they pick up more hitchhikers maybe hitchhikers that didn't exactly speak english well and i think that just made the scene even funnier that's hilarious my third nominee has to be the owl preservation dinner just the way it starts, just from when they get out of the car, start fighting with their sticks, to the way it ends when, you know, Lloyd accidentally kills one of the one of the owls. And then the bad guy, Nicholas, right? Nicholas thinks they they killed one of our birds to send us a message. <laughs> I'm like, nah, dude, they're that just that dumb. Lloyd was that dumber. <laughs> so, and yeah, just the way that that scene started and Harry just using that cane like a bat to Lloyd's back of the knees. I'm like, dang, dude, getting getting hurtful right there. Sheesh. You know, it's a funny story about that. Uh, and I know I'm dating myself and this is before your time. But right around that time uh, in 1994, uh, the reason why that gag is so funny to me is because they basically borrowed that from an actual real life story uh, that happened between two figure skaters, uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. And so the story goes that Tanya Harding was jealous that Nancy Kerrigan was getting all this pub. And so she hires some dude to basically injure uh, Nancy Kerrigan. And the guy that she hires basically whacks her in the back of the knee uh, with a lead pipe. And so when I saw, uh, what was it? Lloyd? Oh, no. Harry. Harry. <laughs> not Harry Lloyd, Lloyd, yeah. Harry Lloyd, yeah. And he's like, time out. And I was like, oh, my goodness. They totally busted it out. And and it happened that year that uh, that Dumb and Dumber came out. So you really? know that probably just was a last-minute thing that they added. I wonder how much improv was in this movie. Uh, there's got to be so much. Uh, especially with uh, with Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. it's gotta be a lot so how about you ken what's your uh nominees for your favorite scene all right well my three nominees uh for favorite scene the first one is the pretty bird scene it's uh i think we talked about it earlier uh when lloyd basically sells a few things to uh the blind kid that whole thing uh was so funny uh, the second scene that I have, uh, the nominee, is that whole drinking pee scene. It's basically when they, um, when they scam sea bass, and they're just basically trying to make a run for it. But then Lloyd's just gotta just pee, and he ends up peeing in the six or seven bottles. I forget how many, and uh, and so they get pulled over because uh, Harry isn't keeping track of his speed and so they get pulled over for speeding and the cop just wants to drink the pee and they're like oh don't 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 do it and he's basically saying uh shut up let me have my beer and obviously he regrets it and that's when harry offers that tic tac and uh my final nominee is that pretty woman montage where uh they are just 
trying to get Lloyd ready to meet Mary for the first time because they did find out who she actually was. And so there they um, show like them getting haircuts. They were getting their toenails basically grinded. Uh, they had that whole shaving thing with the ketchup and making that old man like faint. Uh, what else happened? Oh, they clipped a lot of like nose hair. It just seemed like they made it seem like they were cutting their regular hair. And then you got to go with the tux fitting when they ended up with the orange and the, the powder blue ruffles uh, with the, uh, with the top hat, the cane and the tails. Oh my goodness. It was yeah. perfect. The tailor was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, as, as disappointed as the first two tuxedos that uh, Lloyd and Harry were, they're like, mm, thumbs down for those first two. Those are actually pretty nice, but oh, the last ones though, that was so good. But I'm a sucker for montages. And so, um, but enough nominees. Let's go ahead and present the winner for favorite scene. Go ahead and give your winner, Jeremy. Yeah, I think I if I had to choose one, one favorite scene, I would choose the owl preservation dinner. Everything that happens, because like Lloyd just standing there while Harry's talking to Mary and he's like trying to show off his, his butt <laughs> to, to, to Mary. I was cracking up, man. And everything about that scene uh, just shows you how dumb they really are, especially when they're given the that much he money. The, he was trying to put out the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Put out the vibes. <laughs> I don't, I, I still don't get his, his facial expression there, but yeah, definitely the, Owl preservation dinner. It's my favorite. Oh, that's so good. How about you? Uh, my winner definitely, and uh, I don't know, it could be controversial, but it's still got to be the uh, the PD scene, the pretty bird scene. Uh, just the fact that um, he tried to sneak in with a cough. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I, sold, uh, I sold the blind kid uh, a sack of marbles and baseball cards and <laughs> PD. <laughs> and uh, and Harry obviously was just appalled. It's like, you sold a dead bird to a blind kid. Well, Petey didn't even have a head. And the <laughs> fact that Lloyd goes, Harry, I took care of it. And just his facial expression, his delivery was so on point. Like, he was convinced that he did the right thing. And then that cut to the next scene where uh, where the kid is Billy? Billy, right? Was it Billy? I forget. Sounds like uh, he looks like a Billy. <laughs> yeah, well, the blind kid, Billy. I think his name was Billy. He's all petting uh, Petey with the blind. And then you see uh, Menelino and Shay just walking by. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. So that's definitely my winner. It's weird for- how your winner and my winner are basically involves dying birds. I don't know. That was a coincidence. <laughs> I don't know, like, do we hate owls or parrots or parakeets or... No, birds are okay sometimes. I don't know. I'm not a fan. I just, I'm just always paranoid that I'd probably get uh, crept on. So definitely want to... That's true. Yeah, birds are not my favorite, so... (laughs) For sure. All right. So uh, we have reached the part in the episode. We're uh, almost um, at the end of our episode, but we're going to make this a weekly thing. And so we've reached a segment where we guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. And so guesses were done before the recording of this episode. So I have mine. Jeremy has his. 
And so um, we'll see who gets closest to the actual Rotten Tomato score. And I actually haven't even looked that up yet. And so uh, as soon as we put the scores on record, I'll go ahead and look that up live on this episode and we'll see who's closest. And so Jeremy, out of it, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a uh, what? One uh, one out of 100? One to 100, yeah. Yeah. yeah, one out of a hundred. <laughs> one of a hundred. <laughs> if I had it's, to guess, though, if I had to guess, uh, sixty percent. Oh my goodness, are you are you kidding me? Sixty percent, no, huh? Yeah, sixty percent. That's so close to my score. <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, I think I thought the score was a sixty-two. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's go ahead and look it up. So I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's search for Dumb and Dumber. Even though I would rate it higher, personally, for sure. Yeah, 60%. but we'll get to that later. We'll get yeah. to that later. <laughs> All right, let's see. Dumb and Dumber. Bum, bum, bum. Ah, drum okay. roll. Drum roll, please. We don't have the soundtrack yet. Or the- <laughs> I'll probably add it in post, but you'll be hearing it now. Drum roll, please. And the uh, Rotten Tomato score for the very first Dumb and Dumber that came out in 1994 is 67%. Woohoo! So close. And so I win this point. And so what we're going to be doing is at the end of every episode, we are going to have this segment of guess the Rotten Tomato score. And we're actually going to keep a running tally, a running score. And so heading into next week's episode, episode two, I will be up one to nothing. And so, yeah, I'll catch up. I'll catch up for sure. Oh, no, we'll see. We'll see about that. Or I'll expand the lead. Anyway, now that we've guessed the Rotten Tomato score, we know what Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Let's give our own personal rating for Dumb and Dumber. And since Rotten Tomatoes gives a score one out of 100, I felt that it was only fitting that we try to rate this one out of a million. So on a scale of one out of a million, Jeremy, what would you give Dumb and Dumber your personal rating? Well, if it has to be out of... A million, I would have to say 888,888. <laughs> <That's such> a... <laughs> wow, that's such a random number. Uh, why that number? <laughs> is it though? Yeah, I guess it is. Well, you know, I wanted to give it 88%, but I guess that's oh. more than 88% technically, right? Well, you know what? You're right, though. Like, it's not random because if you write down 888,888, it's just 888,888. <laughs> <laughs> so the score that I'm going to give it, it, I actually liked it a little bit more than you did, only because I do have a um, many year head start. Uh, wait, what year did you watch it? Do you remember? I don't really remember the year. I probably was too young to be watching it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> It must have been the early 2000s. That's true. And so, uh, well, I did watch it before Jeremy was born. So uh, that's why I do like it more. I, I think at one point memorize 
the whole movie in terms of all of the dialogue. And I still incorporate uh, these lines in everyday conversations, as Jeremy alluded to with that Infinity War uh, reference. And so my rating, one out of a million, is for 925,143. And only Mm. because I wanted to give it a 92%. But I wanted to end it with 143 because I love you. I love you, Dumb and Dumber. 143. And it's probably dating myself. You probably don't know pager codes, but 143 means I love you. And I love Dumb and Dumber. And so with that being said, Jeremy, do you want to go ahead and preview next week's episode? Next week is our first set of the Marvel movies. So we'll be talking about the first three Marvel movies in the MCU, according to their release date, that's Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man 2. We'll be talking about the MCU about maybe once a month, you know, until we catch up with however many movies, 23, 24. Yeah, I, I still don't remember. I should have probably looked that up uh, after our prologue episode. <laughs> it's, it's around 23 or 24. It's a lot of movies. So stay tuned in for that, and that will be coming in next week. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to being able to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe with you. I mean, we've done that uh, offline, and it'd be pretty cool to be able to record this uh, officially. And so uh, before we go, Jeremy, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can follow me at JP underscore flicks. You know, I kind of advertise my YouTube channel there, or we can just talk movies and yeah, just message me there. If you just want to reach me in uh, my messages or whatever you call it. I'm new to Instagram. I made it just for made it for the podcast. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ken, is there anything you'd like to plug? Well, not necessarily to plug, but um, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FreeKenA. That's at Free underscore Ken underscore A. That's uh, on both Twitter and uh, and Instagram. Also, don't forget to follow us on all social media, all the main ones anyway, at Weekly Real on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We actually have a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, we still don't have that. Uh, we still don't have that URL yet, but you can follow us there. Also, bookmark our website now. We it's at uh, it's the the website's www.weeklyrealpodcast.com. Or if you want to send in any feedback, any questions, or if you want to interact with us, you can also send us an email. Uh, you could send it to weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. And so I just wanted to throw all of our links out there. Please uh, go ahead and send us a review. If you like this episode, drop a comment. Uh, more importantly, on Apple Podcasts, we definitely do appreciate ratings, five-star ratings, hopefully, and uh, comments. Yeah, and definitely s- do that for sure. <laughs> that helps us a lot. And if you still have your results for your personality test from from the prologue episode, definitely send us to our email or just Twitter. Tweet us. Yes, Twitter us. Just Twitter us. <laughs> just Twitter us. And so I'm new to Twitter too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are new to Twitter. You just uh you were just on a social media embargo before, but you're we pulled you in. We pulled you in. Darn. 
<laughs> well, how else are, are people going to uh, interact with you, right? That's they true. ain't going to go to your house. Hopefully not. That would be very yeah. creepy. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, they better not travel all the way from, from Aspen yeah, to California. California. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy, is there anything that you'd like to mention before we wrap this episode up? No, I think I'm pretty good. It was a really fun time talking today, talking about one of our favorite movies. And uh, I look forward to talking about more movies in the future. Definitely, hopefully, good movies. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned in for that. Yes, definitely stay tuned. Yeah, it was a no-brainer once we did, uh, once we greenlit going forward with doing the podcast, it was a no-brainer that we were going to do Dumb and Dumber as our first episode. And I'm uh, glad that we did. And so... Thank you all for listening to this very first episode of the Weekly Real Podcast. We'll see you next week on The Real. <laughs>